0: This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please, if you like what you're listening to, go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. Five bucks a month. Bonus episodes are yours. Ad-free episodes are yours. And I do want, and we do have some fun news about bonus material. Mm -hmm. Let me first give a shout out to some of our more recent Patreon supporters. Colin, Christina A., Lucas C., Nick P, Allie S, Aaron F, Nick D, Tim H. I know there's a bunch of you. <laughs> Sydney C, Matthew M, Atheist Eagle Scout. Yep. Jonathan K, Matthew C, Jody F, 37, unquote. I don't know. <laughs> Jeff C, and Amanda M, thank you so much for your support. Cool. We really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, everybody.
1: That's amazing. And,
0: and. we uh, last week we told you Jessica recorded... An interview, tell people about interview. Yeah, I'll
1: do that part. Um, Hey, this is Jessica. Sorry, I'm, my brain is not working yet, so here we go. Hey, uh, so I interviewed Mike Flanagan last week. It was truly a uh, personal and professional highlight in my life, and um, I'm very proud of it. It was two hours long. It's not edited. It's just us bullshitting. At one point, I have to buy Zoom, and most of the time, he's hacking into the microphone because he had COVID, but we, I think... We had a wonderful conversation. I've gotten really good feedback thus far. So, it's been behind the paywall, because uh, we're money grubbers. Yeah, we've only
0: given it to Patreon supporters yeah. so far.
1: But we're going to drop it, uh, hopefully with this, or the next day. Yeah, by
0: the time you hear this episode, mm-hmm. the interview just did with Mike Flanagan should be up on mm-hmm. the main audio feed, mm-hmm. and if you go on YouTube to check out uh, at the Friendly Atheist channel, you will also see... Jess's very smiley face for I two hours. was
1: grinning like a maniac. It's not
0: just audio, I should say. Yeah, it's Most video. of the podcast feeds are just like a screenshot and the audio. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. This, this interview is... with
0: Mike is video of them two talking.
1: Yeah, and at one point you get to see uh, the acts from uh, Dr. Sleep at the end. Uh, you remember, you know, The Shining...
0: Uh, it's been a while. The
1: movie, you know, the Axe and the Shining?
0: Sure. The one that he's chopping through the door.
1: Yes, there you go. I just saw uh, Shining and Dr. Sleep double-featured in the music box. And, uh, anyway, so the the axe that Ian McGregor uses in Dr. Sleep was, like, hanging over his head. And as I was talking to him, like, right in the corner of the screen, you can, like, see something. I'm like, I... And finally, I was like, is that Overlook Hotel carpet behind you? And he was like, oh, kind of, and like twist it. And it's this gorgeous, like mounted piece of the screen, like the axe they used on screen with the uh, shiny Overlook Hotel carpet background. It was very cool. And I was genuinely the geekiest I've ever been. So and if you here's the thing, also, if you haven't watched any of Mike Flanagan's Shit, you might be a little bit lost because we did kind of talk about specific characters and who they represented. But so
0: go watch Midnight Mass now. I mean, honestly, what listen. are
1: you? If you are not like, if you don't like horror, it is what it is. But it is a top drawer show.
0: And with that, we can move on to this week's news. Let me start off with the maybe the weirdest story, like the most unexpected. I did not go into the week anticipating I would be talking about this. Is it that
1: he's going with King Charles III instead of something dope like King Xanadu?
0: Which he could do right now. Yeah. Um, no, it's not about the Queen, because I've given, like, three minutes of total thought to the Queen my entire life. I don't really see that changing right now. and she had a good run. Uh, she did.
1: She's an accomplished horsewoman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, I wanted to talk about Britney Spears. Why is Britney Spears in the news this week? Oh,
1: my friends came out of the woodwork for this one. I know.
0: So here's the backstory, because this is not that type of show. But basically, uh, this week, Britney Spears released, like, a three-minute audio-only reel on Instagram. um, And it was in response to some really nasty things her own family was saying about her. Mm -hmm. And don't ask me to explain every little nook and cranny of this thing, but basically she has an estranged... Younger son, Jaden, whom she had with her ex-husband, Kevin Federline. We remember (laughs) K-Peds. They both did interviews this week where they basically said the conservatorship that she was under by Mm -hmm. her parents, which she said was very, like, it's it's like a prison. You can't make your own decisions. She finally got out of that last okay. year. Judge said, yeah, you're out of this conservatorship. Right. And now you can have your own life. And
1: we all celebrated.
0: Uh-huh. And Jaden and Kfed are like, it was not a bad thing. And her dad's not a bad guy and things like that.
1: Yeah, if you have good intentions, you should definitely be able to control your adult <laughs> daughter's life.
0: KFed said that her father saved her with the conservatorship. Mm. And so, okay, with that as a backdrop... She released this audio, and it was like a three-minute long, uh, I I don't want to say rant. She was just kind of talking and sharing her emotions She loves to
1: chat. Like, she loves to just sort of chatter on Insta. It's great. It's really lovely. She (laughs) seems like she's having a nice life.
0: I hope she is. Um, This was a three-minute clip. I've boiled it down to about one minute. It's two separate things she said spliced together. Um, But stick around for this one-minute clip, like, especially toward the end, because that's the part that took me by surprise here's that clip
2: so Jaden as you undermine my behavior just like my whole family always has with I hope she gets better I will pray for her Mm. pray for what I keep working so I can pay off mom's legal fees in her house do you guys want me to get better so I can continue to give your dad 40 grand a month or is the reasoning behind you guys deciding to be hateful is because it's actually over in two years and you don't get anything It saddens me. Not one of you have valued me as a person. You've witnessed me how my family has been to me, and that's all you know. Like I said, I feel you all secretly like to say something's wrong with me. Honestly, my dad needs to be in jail for the rest of his life. But like I said, God would not allow that to happen to me if a God existed. I don't believe in God anymore because of the way my children and my family have treated me. There is nothing to believe anymore. I'm an atheist, y'all.
1: I'm an atheist, (laughs) (laughs) y'all.
0: The next hit song right there. Um, She actually has made very similar statements about her loss of faith Mm -hmm. uh, over a week ago, though they didn't get much attention at the time and they didn't mention the A word. Yeah. So it was kind of jarring to hear, I mean, someone of that much fame... (sighs) Just kinda come out and use that Uh, language. Caught me by surprise.
1: And she's southern and sort of that was always sort of part of her thing. Mm -hmm. Boy oh boy, it's very a very sad way to lose your faith in God though. This is like
0: Because you've been through shit in your life and you can't trust in anyone and you know, this is a reason a lot of atheists will tell you That it's not because something bad happened in your life that you became an atheist, but at the very least, something bad in your life got you doubting God. Mm -hmm. And maybe that led you down a more, uh, academic is the wrong word, but then you started thinking about it. The dominoes began falling. And here she is saying, why would God allow all this stuff to happen to me? Um, because my kids treat me this way my family treats me this way mm. uh there's nothing I'm quoting there's nothing to believe anymore that's it that sucks Golly. what a shitty situation to be in um part of me thought like uh this is playing right into Christian apologetics mm-hmm. <laughs> apologist's hands where they're like, why do people become atheists? Is because they don't have a relationship with their father. Uh, truly, Something like that bad was kind of my them.
1: concern of like, oh the like when they show atheists in Christian movies and it's like I'm so mad at God that I'm an atheist, yeah. and it's like, well, you didn't quite clear the finish line there, bud.
0: <laughs> right, and I feel like there's going to be a bunch of sermons this weekend about like, yes, yeah, something bad did happen to Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen to good people all the time. There's a Here's whole why there Jesus are entire loves that. Books about the Odyssey and this idea of why bad things happen to good people. Mm-hmm. So, like, part of me is like, oh, played right into that. But the other part of me is like doesn't matter who gives a shit she's been through a rough time let this woman have the freedom to explore take Mm -hmm. this religious journey and just to give a quick recap here because you're right she grew up very southern baptist yeah
1: i was gonna say baptist but i didn't want to speak out of turn she
0: was raised as a southern baptist when she became a pop phenomenon she uh had a brief stint with Kabbalah, explored that for oh, a little while. Uh, she flirted with Hinduism or at least Hindu ideas for a while. She more recently, she claimed to be Catholic. Like there was an Instagram post. That's last, a
1: weird one to pick like, up.
0: Was it last year or two years ago where she basically said, I just got back from mass. I'm Catholic now. So what you're saying is maybe let's
1: <laughs> not hang a lot of weight on maybe. her declaration.
0: Actually, but you know last year... Go
1: on your journey, Brit.
0: <laughs> before she got married to model uh, Sam Ashkari, she actually posted a picture of a Catholic church on Instagram hmm. and said she wanted to get married inside of there, but she couldn't because, quote, they said I had to be Catholic. And then she added, isn't church supposed to be open to all? Which, mm. way to open LOL. that door <laughs> for us there. <laughs> Oh, but she also, found the crack oh, the so door. maybe were you not a Catholic and now you're... I, I didn't follow it closely, but there you go. But like you said, on a religious journey, and now she's an atheist, apparently. I do love Let the... Let the woman explore.
1: Yeah, I do love the purely millennial energy of wanting to get married in a in a Catholic church for its aesthetics and, <laughs> and not for any other
0: reason. Yeah.
1: Boy, that's millennial bullshit right there. Part huh?
0: of me is also wondering, like, okay, so last year when she posted that, she was... Either this fine the, with the Catholic being Catholic. Yeah, she was either a self described Catholic mm-hmm. or someone who was fine with being a Catholic to the point I want to yeah. get married in a Catholic church. And then this conservatorship ends and she's been through a lot of other personal things and now she's declaring she's an atheist. That's a very. A crammed time space Mm. right there. And it's like, wow, that's a big journey to make in a very short amount of time. Do you
1: think she'll dig into podcasts? What's our SEO like? If you just Google atheist podcast, do you think she'll find us in like the top page?
0: I will. I will title this podcast with her name.
1: (laughs) Britney Spears, please listen to this podcast. I bet you'd like it.
0: My favorite tweet. And I know this person meant well, so I'm not blaming them or calling them out on it. But they're like, You should invite her on your podcast. And I'm like, oh, buddy, I don't think you understand. Listen,
1: (laughs) I have been trying to get this interview with Mike Flanagan for four years. Like, I would... If anybody knows Britney Spears, <laughs> I will fucking fly to Vegas right. to interview her about her atheism without thinking twice. I'm like,
0: sure. Let me let me DM her right now. I'm sure she'll get back to me fast.
1: This is like uh, if you do comedy in Chicago and your mom's like, you should try to get on SNL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll work. I'll get uh, right on oh that. Oh my
1: god, good idea! <laughs> I didn't even think of that one. Thanks, right. mom. Thanks, Barb. So, I
0: I hope she's I hope she's okay.
1: Um, uh, just before we get off the Britney Britney Spears topic, I just want to make sure that everybody who is not my age and grew up with Britney Spears understands the context of her life, that she became extremely famous when I was 14 years old. And I think she's only three years older than me. But before that, she was in the Mickey Mouse Club. This girl has been working since she could talk and dance and sing. She has not had her own life. At all. And so I think she deserves as much grace as we can give her. I think show business parents can be absolute fucking nightmares. And I cannot imagine she's had an easy go of it. So I just, like, listen, she was a punchline for a long time. I hope we're all approaching her with more grace this time around and more understanding. I have a soft sap for Brittany. I obviously know all the word, all the <laughs> dance moves to uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Oops, I did it again. Sorry. Oh my god, that was so embarrassing, you guys. I can't do a back handspring. All
0: right, I'm going to go to something lighter just because uh the Britney thing is heavy. Um so last time, I an episode or two ago, we played this clip from Girl Define this mm-hmm. purity culture Ministry, and I believe they were talking about uh, masturbation being evil, something like that.
1: And she, because she, because her problem with it was the lust of it. Yeah, what that I sounds remember. about right. If you can masturbate without lust in your heart, then you're golden, but she can't do that.
0: As if that was something that happens. So uh, Kristen Clark, the older of the two sisters, mm-hmm. made another video this week with her sister by her side in their car, because I don't know, all right, if that's how you make videos, but okay, they made a video. I Here's my thinking of what the background is here. I think she, in her marriage, she and her husband decided to watch Bridgerton one night. Mm-hmm. Were they watching Bridgerton? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. She didn't say the name. But basically, she said, we were watching this show, and it had, like, adult content. And we cannot watch adult content. And I was thinking wait a minute, you're not a single, unmarried purity culture person. You're a married woman now. Yeah, but
1: seeing another lady's boobies would break their covenant, I guess.
0: So she's going to talk about watching some show with adult content and how the filters on her television, because she has like nanny filters for her grown self, uh, did not prevent it, so she had to stop it. All right, so let me play this for you here.
1: Anyways, and so we started the show and I can't remember, I feel like we had filters, but then as it got on, it was just like, we didn't know, I guess. Like, we hadn't done a a ton of research, but we were kind of like getting into the storyline. And then Mm. it just started having like these really sensual scenes. Mm. And we were like, okay, thankfully the filters helped some and we kind of had to skip some, but then it like kept happening more and more and more and more. And so just, I mean, one of the boundaries in our marriage is we don't watch like nudity or sex scenes period, like together, separately. We just skipped yeah. that all together. And it just like, it kept getting more and more and more. It's like every episode, it was like multiple scenes and we're like, yeah. okay. That's and you are in that finally. position where you're kind of into the show but now you're kind of <laughs> mad at the show for where it's going, but you kind of want to keep watching but you're like, is it the best? So we had to make the hard choice in that moment, like. Such a hard choice. Absolutely. And so we stopped watching it and it was a good choice. But yes. yeah, that was just like, I don't know. So brave, oh my <laughs> God. They made such a hard choice
0: like I don't want to stop wanna, watching it. I don't want to judge another couple for what they do. My pr- if she just said, look, my cu- my husband and I have this I uh, this belief in our marriage that we're not going to watch this stuff. It's, I do not care you do yeah, you. it's
1: very silly and pointless, but fine. Yeah
0: the reason she's saying this though is because she certainly believes everyone watching should hold the exact same views Mm -hmm. so if a couple said like oh yeah we watch porn together that would be blasphemous or even within the confines of marriage that's like that's the thing that i can't get over it's like i get the purity culture thing you're preaching and i think it's harmful Mm. but also i thought the whole point of what your whole ministry is is once you get married mm-hmm. have all the sex you want yeah. have watch whatever you want Which with think- with your partner
1: and if I am remembering Bridgerton, which they were definitely watching, <laughs> I have been racking my brain for any other show that somebody could stumble into, and there's more and more sex, and the only thing I can think of is Outlander, <laughs> and you don't stumble onto yeah. Outlander. You and I'm seek like, Outlander did you, out.
0: Cl- and part of me was like, did you click on Bridgerton and not have any idea what was in store? True. And I'm really? sure I said
1: this last week, this feels exactly like when, um, what's the shit, the superhero movie? Why am I asking you? With Ryan Marble. Reynolds. With with the Ryan Reynolds, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool, got it. Good Deadpool. job, Jessica. Deadpool, did you? It's they broke the third wall, it was why, or fourth wall, it was crazy stuff. Anyway, why <laughs> <would> you, <laughs> this is a stupid podcast? No,
0: you, I haven't seen Deadpool or the 77 Marvel movies that came before it. Is it Marvel? I think I'm it's not DC,
1: sure. DC, but honestly, mm. who cares? Why do you think I was bringing that? last up in the time first I confused <laughs>
0: Marvel and DC, I got a lot of angry emails
1: gang gang you can't you simply cannot hold us to the standards you hold yourself in regard to comic books it's just not fair uh, what did you I think i was gonna talk marriage, about why did i bring up deadpool
0: uh they they were watching bridgerton almost certainly okay
1: thank you um they, it, it was because there was a rash wha- so uh deadpool was an r-rated marvel yes. movie or superhero movie yeah. i don't
2: care don't correct
1: yeah, me yeah um and a bunch of people brought their like kids there because like oh it's a Marvel movie and oh. then like got mad at the movie theater <laughs> or, like why would you sh- let me watch this movie with my kid
0: I'm, again I just don't you get have the what some
1: self responsibility
0: I do not understand the idea of I'm with my husband and if something sexy appears on screen then what then like. Then I don't I don't I, understand I, why that violates purity culture norms because now you're married you're gonna if you have any feelings about it good your partner's next to you sure I, yeah like if that's you feel any kind of way the idea yeah. I don't I get if they're saying that to a fourteen year old who's single I do not understand a grown me, woman as opposed
1: to a married fourteen year old appo- actually hey yeah. hey you know what
0: yeah. With these people. Who knows? Um,
1: Yeah, it is truly buck wild. And I feel, I think it's performative in a way of like holier than thou.
2: Yeah. We
0: have a nanny filter. What do you use? Oh, nothing. Nothing. By the way, I, jo- you know who else had nanny filters? Josh Duggar. Guess how that worked out? He found the loophole. I promise yikes. you, if someone wants yeah. to get around your Ma'am, Netflix nanny adult. filter, you
1: set up the nanny filter. I bet. Like, I don't. What's up to what end? Like, I understand feeling that like sex on screen is distasteful, which fine. I don't give a shit if that's your opinion. It's a fine opinion to have, but. And to even be like, oh, I don't like to watch this. But to have a nanny cam, nanny cam, nanny filter on your own television and then have gotten invested in a show but are like, I simply cannot deal with the long, lingering looks that have made it through <laughs> the nanny filter. Like I'm the, having the feelings.
0: S- I must turn off the show.
1: Listen, that like, yeah, <laughs> they do fuck a lot in Bridgerton, but there's a lot of just longing looks at each other, and maybe that's her thing. And you know what? I have BBC for you, my friend. <laughs> they have plenty of long, long, longing looks to each other. Have I mentioned why I'm so tired?
0: Why are you so tired?
1: Um, I watching spent Bridgerton I spent fourteen hours watching Bridgerton today. I spent mm-hmm. fourteen hours driving around with uh my manager through Wisconsin, looking for horses to buy for our program and It was a very fun day, but also it's ten p m and I rode ten horses today, and as Hammond can attest, I am covered in bruises and fucking. Done so mentally and physically. <laughs> so if I don't do good, I will carry the oh, load. Oh, by here. the way, we should shout out Brad. Hey, Brad. Hi, Brad. Brad uh, is my coworker, or my my boss's husband, and a listener of ours. And it all came together in a very funny way, and uh, <laughs> and it was all great.
0: Let's talk about this horrible decision out of Texas. This is Wednesday morning. A Texas judge, a federal judge, ruled that basically free coverage of HIV prevention drugs, Mm -hmm. like PrEP drugs, um, as required by the Affordable Care Act, like they are free to acquire, Mm -hmm. he said that's unconstitutional. Why? Because it violates the religious freedom of Christian-owned companies.
1: Do you know... That HIV doesn't care about your religion. And did you know that you can spread HIV without sexual contact? And in fact, some children are born HIV positive. And so fuck those guys, None I guess. That well, it's preventative, so I guess matters to these
0: people. So here's basically what Instead this is about. Instead of doing
1: everything they can do to <laughs> preserve human life, they're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah.
0: So last year, the government began requiring insurance providers to fully cover HIV prevention drugs known as PrEP, uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis, whatever. These drugs, drugs like Truveda, they're nearly 99% effective at preventing the transmission of HIV, Mm -hmm. which is incredible. Yeah,
1: and which Um, I would say is good for
0: every human being
1: in the entire world.
0: And before generic versions of those drugs became available, it would have cost you about $1,700 a a month to get these drugs. Now there are generic versions... That were, I think, closer to 30 bucks a month. But with the new ACA provision, they are free. If you need it, you can get it. That is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And because it has, but because it has a higher rate of transmission, HIV, among men who have sex with men, which Uh is not just gay people, Mm -hmm. um, there's a widespread and false belief among conservative Christians that these drugs somehow contribute to homosexual behavior. Kind of like how Christians, conservative Christians, say, like, well, if we make condoms free or birth control free, people will just be promiscuous. Yeah,
1: unlike like the not... Christian kids who never have sex or get pregnant right. in their
0: teens. Sex has never happened at a church camp. Ever.
1: ever.
0: And by the way, like, uh, 20% of new HIV cases involve women. It's not just gay dudes. Yeah. Like, this is a thing. So, um, what happened is in March of 2020... A group of Christians, represented by this anti-abortion zealot named Jonathan Mitchell, who was uh, who's been trying to destroy the ACA for his career—that's mm-hmm. his thing. Yeah, he filed a lawsuit to basically against the government to block the ACA provision requiring those drugs to be provided by insurers. Uh, they said it violated their religious freedom. Mm. Why? Well, one of the plaintiffs said he didn't want to pay for insurance that included this coverage because he's Christian and straight Ah. and insisted no one in his family would ever get HIV. Let me read you from the actual complaint.
1: I'm so sorry. Come back
0: to this anger in a second.
1: But it's here
0: now. No. John Kelly, this is the guy, (laughs) here's what he wrote in the lawsuit. He does not want or need STD testing covered by his health insurance because he and his wife are monogamous. And he does not want or need health insurance that covers Truvada or PrEP drugs because neither he nor any member of his family members is engaged in behavior that transmits HIV.
1: Did you misspeak or did you say any member of his family members? Uh, I know- any
0: of his family members is what I meant to say. Damn it. So he's basically saying, well, I'm not gay and no one in my family is gay. Therefore, we don't need this. So we shouldn't have to pay for it. We're suing the government. He also said, by the way, without evidence, that PrEP drugs as a whole... Mm. Quote, encourage homosexual behavior and intravenous drug use. What does that
1: mean when they say encourages homosexual behavior? Because if there's no consequence
0: for having gay sex, everyone will just.
1: Consequences. If you do anything, there has to be consequences. If you have sex, you get pregnant, you get HIV, that's your consequence. This
0: idea that, that, like, none of my family members are engaged in any behavior that transmits HIV, you don't know that. You think you're like secretly gay son is going to tell you about this?
1: Also, listen, I think you've already given too much credence to his bullshit because I am telling you right now, I have a couple of friends. They are married, they are two women, and they have two daughters. Do you think they are going to write a letter to their senator and be like, nobody in my house has testicles I am not going to pay for any insurance that covers testicles because nobody in my family is ever going to need that. So it's why the fuck should I pay them. it?
0: It's only what they think they're going to need. This ever.
1: radical individualism that the GOP is pretending to be into is going to burn this world down, and I am not exaggerating at all. I, I like maybe it was just like me and my friends in a car for eight hours talking about everything, but truly like. This radical sense of individualism and fuck you, I'm taking care of my own and anything else is y'all's problem is insanity, insanity, and it lies nowhere in the realm of truth. Knocking out HIV is good for straight people, too, actually. Yeah.
0: Getting rid of diseases that are killers is a good thing, no matter who you are. And How ch- selfish do you have to be to say, oh, this takes care of a problem in their community? It's not th- my community. Honestly, Let them suffer.
1: They are it's the Christian so... Way. Yucked out by gay people that they cannot even see past that into their like humanity and deserving to live. It's it's unconscionable. So that You're was a Christian.
0: That was John Kelly. There was another guy, Joel Starnes. He made very similar claims. There was also a company, Braidwood Management, that said, well, the ACA, because we're a large company. The ACA requires us to get insurance for our staff and we don't want to cover these drugs in our insurance package, just right. like Hobby Lobby doesn't want to cover contraception. And the guy who runs that uh, company, the guy who runs that company, Stephen Hotzi, um, he said the drugs that prevent HIV transmission, they quote, facilitate behaviors such as homosexual sodomy, prostitution and intravenous drug use. Like, just wild, unfounded, bigoted claims.
1: I don't get it. Yeah. And you shouldn't because it's not supposed to make sense. Stop, everybody. Shut up. Sex work is illegal in most of the country. I thought that if something is illegal, nobody's going to do it the way nobody's going to get an abortion, right?
0: Mm, Not how anything works in their world.
1: What? But. But they said um, that you have to make abortion illegal um, because otherwise people will get abortions. But they also said we can't make guns illegal because only bad guys would have guns. Yeah, laws
0: only apply to women, not gun owners. That's the way it works. (laughs) That's it.
1: The laws only apply to women, not gun owners, is an inadvertently very funny thing to say.
0: (laughs) So here's the thing all those claims they made, total bullshit, obvious bullshit. Of course. But Mitchell, the lawyer, basically was like, who's going to take me seriously? Let me go to the dumbest fucking lawyer I know, Mm -hmm. who is like one of these conservative people. Guess what? He was right. Because the judge said the prep drug mandate, the mandate that says we're going to cover these drugs for anyone who needs them, it violated the company's rights under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. The company's
1: Act. religious rights yes. were violated. And
0: he, the judge, went even is further. It
1: baptized? Did yes. they dunk? Did they, they like do. laminate their business license yep. and dunk it?
0: This is U.S. District Judge Reed O'Connor in Texas, and he also said that the agencies that recommended to the government that we cover prep. Drugs, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have the authority to do that, mm-hmm. so it's also there now. So, this judge did not uh say that I'm gonna uh, issue this consequences, he basically said, eh, It's illegal, but I'm gonna hold off on deciding what to do about this mm-hmm. just yet. You can imagine they will appeal this ruling, but basically. He said the government has to show that it's unable to cover the costs for people who need the drugs, even if your employer has an exemption to the rule. But the bottom line is a religious argument to prevent people from accessing PrEP drugs Mm -hmm. or at least created another hurdle for them to receive it was found to have merit and the entire thing could be declared unconstitutional. And the thing is, if this ruling holds up Mm -hmm. and PrEP drugs become harder to come by, People
1: Think people are about it in consequences, and they're here. happy about yeah. that. So, here's what about one that.
0: medical expert said the lawsuit could put Fuck other popular preventative care services like cancer screenings at risk. He also estimated PrEP usage could be cut in half if they can't get it through the ACA. Here's what this doctor, Dr. John Carlo, a, formal medic, a former medical director for Dallas County, said this could cause HIV cases to tick up, especially in places like Dallas. Uh, that the federal government prioritized in order to lower virus rates. Higher HIV rates not only means more virus in the population, but also more patients with high medical bills who would eventually pass on the cost to the entire healthcare system. Oh, and by the way, it would also... Uh, he said it would be a wrong j- step in the country. But if you say the... The agencies that are recommending these drugs to the government, Mm -hmm. preventative services, if you say they're unconstitutional, they don't have the right to make these statements, that could end up blocking government-appointed experts from deciding what should be covered under insurance plans, and that could put an end to getting free vaccines, mammograms, preventative health care in a lot of other ways— American- yeah, you'll have
1: to pay to do the prostate exam. <laughs> Give him a 10, i will stick his finger up your butt.
0: The American Medical Association. <laughs> That's so funny. American Medi- Medical Association and other dozens of other medical groups put out this statement. With an adverse ruling, patients would lose access to vital preventative healthcare services mm-hmm. such as screening for breast cancer, colorectal cancer, mm-hmm. cervical cancer, heart disease, diabetes, preeclampsia, and hearing, as well as access to immunizations critical to maintaining a healthy population all because these christians hate gay people that's it um
1: boy somebody in my family just got diagnosed with endometrial cancer today and boy most most men don't necessarily have uterine lining that can get cancer so
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: uh, sure glad that we snuck that one in under the wire before mm -hmm. they took it away. Neat, 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 neat country we've built here, huh?
0: Mark Joseph Stern of Slate, their legal expert, basically said, if you're saying, Mm. excuse me, if you're basically saying that uh, you're allowing a company to say we find a certain sin, uh, we find something sinful, so a drug that's meant to promote sin in the way they're defining it's it nothing i know it's it doesn't bullshit. but if they're doing that think about where this could lead uh, this is i'm quoting mark here could an employer refuse to cover emphysema treatment because it quote facilitates smoking mm. which they deem a sin could an employer deny coverage of type 2 diabetes treatment because it facilitates the sin of gluttony These hypotheticals might sound extreme, but they're no more outlandish than the PrEP example.
1: Listen, as soon as a single law gets passed of this doesn't affect me personally, and so it should not be a part of health insurance, as soon as one judge is like, yeah, that's a really good point. You don't have a uterus, John, so... Uh, you're right. It is illegal for you to pay that 45 cents a year to cover testing for whatever. Yeah. This is...
0: It's so heaven. selfish and it hurts this everybody. Is it. Like,
1: this is truly going to be it. If we start hacking away at healthcare and preventative healthcare, that's the fucking ball game, my dude.
0: Yeah. It hurts everybody. And again, why, where is this stemming from? Just anti-gay bigotry in the church. It never it's stayed within so their bubble. Visceral. Yeah, it's and so it's so visceral. It's not just they're not willing to just hurt gay people. Not that that's okay. They're willing to burn the entire country down because gay people will also be injured in the process.
1: It's you know what it reminds me of. There is a, a there's a book called What We Lost or something like that. I'll have to look it up. But it's about how racism has not only in the 20th century has not only negatively affect affected the victims of the racism, but everybody, and the only example I can think of is in somewhere when they started desegregating pools. There was some really fancy, famous pool that they were like, you got to desegregate this. It's the law. And they're like, fuck you. We're not gonna. So they drained the pool and it went out of use So because uh-huh. they would so rather no nobody use it than share water with <clears throat> black people. So I do not doubt for a fucking second that these people will tear down the medical establishment if it harms queer people
0: Yeah, it's just Christian cruelty facilitated by right wing judges
1: it is nefarious and pointed I think that's the thing I get they are gunning for people they deem wrong and they're gay people and women who have had sex before
0: how dare they? I know.
1: That's my bad. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, I have to go to something light. Otherwise, great. I will go crazy again. Great, great, great. Uh, Greg Locke, our friend in Tennessee, the Christian hate preacher, uh, he held a three-day conference over the long weekend. Cool. Uh, Labor Day weekend? A deliverance conference where they're getting rid of demons. Mm. Um, so lots of very You gotta get that crazy... done on Labor Day because otherwise <laughs> the
1: seasons start to change yeah. and, you know, winter's so, here before you know
0: it. He had a lot of speakers, but one of them caught my attention. His name is Dan. Daniel Adams, and I just want to play you a very short clip because he says some crazy stuff about some African demons or something. It's not a racist thing, even uh, though it's totally well. a racist thing, um, but I want you to pay attention to what he says about pornography because Uh-oh. it, it, I want to discuss this in just really, a moment. I just want to be clear. It's a very short clip.
1: You've been using this recording thing a lot for people to talk about porn.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very amusing to hear their own words instead of me summarizing it, yeah it really is quite funny okay, I love this. this is daniel adams here yeah. we go now these, these demons in africa will try to kill the individual coming out it ain't like our little american fluffy puffy
2: demons no man <laughs> found out when i was there that uh, he was with a girl who had took ownership of him in the spirit but- and couldn't go anywhere else So the demon starts to come out the boy and is like, if I can't have him because he's got a spirit spouse, right? If I can't
1: have
0: him, Uh nobody will. Oh, it's like the pools. And the open door, you want to know where the entryway was? Help. Masturbation. Wait for it. If you look at porn long enough or if you masturbate long enough, the thing you're imagining becomes in the flesh. Okay, Okay,
1: BRB, I will see you in three years. I have some (laughs) things I need to build into fruition. I'm going to need batteries. Let me
0: repeat that for a (laughs) second. Yeah, if you look at porn long enough Mm -hmm. or if you masturbate long enough, Mm -hmm. the thing you're imagining becomes in the flesh.
1: Which, if that was real, big if true.
0: Yeah, big if true. My (laughs) favorite thing, I posted this clip on Twitter I cannot tell you how many people responded by tagging the person they've ever fantasized about. Like, if this was real, then at somebody would have been in my house by now. And I'm like, okay, this is creepy. Why are you tagging them, much less saying their name out loud? Hey,
1: gang, just as a woman on the internet, as a human being on the internet, you don't need to tell women when you would like to fuck them. It's just not something we need. One person. If, listen, if you need to do what you got to do, go with God.
0: One person tagged a supermodel. The supermodel responded in a very nice uh, thank you sort of emoji way. But also like, yeah, why are you telling me who you're thinking about? This is a very Twitter Truly is free. my Truly
1: nothing friends. would but make me feel less safe than <laughs> knowing every man who wants to fuck me. That would not make me feel good <laughs> moving through the world.
0: So, I just want to get back to the big if true statement here. What is going on in this man's life that he so thinks... So, it's an if
1: African th- demon?
0: Well, so I think the story that he was actually telling there is when he visited Africa, mm-hmm. the demons there are different than American demons. And in sure. that case, this guy had fantasized. They had harder and then, demons
1: I, man, because Africa is...
0: If you're trying to find harder? logic in what he was saying, there is none. Like I'm is, not sure. Oh, I was just trying but to find the racism in it. I, I'm sure it's there. Is this guy black or white? He was white. Huh. So, huh. But huh. again, what has happened in this man's life where he's like, if you think about it, it will come true. And that's a bad thing. What the hell has he been doing? Yes, you are raising your hand.
1: Um, the bad thing is he thought about kissing boys a lot. And then one day he kissed a boy.
0: And then a boy showed up.
1: I genuinely, mean, no, I truly think that's it, That he like had a low key fantasy about a guy, like, oh, they got trapped together and woo, woo, woo and smooch smooch, 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 And it happened, or something adjacent to it happened. And he's like, well, this is proof of magic. Um,
0: friend of the show, I'm sure. Even though sl- Oswald uh responded to this responded friends. to this clip by saying if this were true i would have unleashed a legion of demonic archdukes 10 minutes after seeing trading places
1: i haven't seen trading places in a mm. long time so i don't get that <laughs> and you don't get it either I so don't. why did we read it out because loud because it was
0: Patton. i'm very proud of I that.
1: mean a uh, pat um, by the way there was best. another
0: person who also spoke at the very same conference and I don't have the clip here, same but he said, uh, same uh, co- this Red block okay. conference. And he said that the demons inside you are very hungry for ungodly things. Mm. And then he used the demons of pornography as an example. And he said, they demand to be fed every single three weeks. Excuse me, sir? Three weeks. Three weeks. He was Ooh. so specific with that time period.
1: Is he just telling us his wank-off schedule? I think so, but also part three of me was like, really? really weeks? long. Like the
0: Seinfeld episode yeah, where yeah, they the, all the held bet. off. It didn't last three weeks, I don't I think. I mean,
1: listen, I could last longer than them, but three <laughs> weeks, I don't, I mean, obviously I couldn't have, but like,
0: <laughs> it's pleasant. Before I heard these clips, the worst take, the worst Christian take On self-pleasure that I think I ever heard came from abusive pastor Mark Driscoll, Uh. who once said, you shouldn't masturbate because it's a form of homosexuality because, quote, it is a sexual act that does not involve a woman.
1: It's which by the way just his logic.
0: <laughs> which also ignores the fact that women do it too, which he doesn't acknowledge as a thing.
1: Oh no, the same way that when they talk about gay people, they talk about gay men, not lesbians. Yep. They don't care about lesbians. Lesbians are pretty fucking chill in their view. They're yep. like, oh, you wear flannel? I wear flannel. <laughs> neat. Oh boy. Oh boy. Every three weeks, this gentleman has to jerk it. And now yeah. we all Cause, cause know that. Because of the demons. That. They're hungry. Because of the demons. They take exactly three weeks. Exactly.
0: Do you think he's
1: talking about like he jerks it every three weeks or he has to have sex every three weeks?
0: Jerks it. Jerks it? Yeah.
1: Huh. Has to be. It must
0: be. Um, let's talk about Pope Francis. It's segues. please
1: throw that thing for Dottie first?
0: I can't see anything. God damn it. So Pope Francis uh, did an interview. It's a he good He did segue. just pet her
1: twice. It was really exciting for all of us.
0: <laughs> uh, this week, apparently Pope Francis did an interview with CNN Portugal, but it was a little while ago, but mm-hmm. it only made news now. But basically he said, I'm going to just read from the beginning of this piece. In an exclusive wide-ranging interview in Rome last month, Pope Francis said the church had zero tolerance for abuse, and said that a priest cannot remain a priest if he is an abuser.
1: And this is, first of all, new this policy. Is, yeah. Which is how? Just really quick, I meant how old is the Catholic Church?
0: Um, old, older than 1500 Queen Elizabeth. Fifteen hundred
1: years old. Yes. And in the year of our Lord twenty twenty-two, they're like, hey, hey, guys. I don't think our church leaders should be molesting children. What do you guys think? Yeah. Like, I know this is crazy. You guys are going to think crazy. Oh, my God. This is so I just thought of this last night, and I know you guys <laughs> are going to think it's nuts, but what if we fired the... Wait, hold on. I have to tell a joke. My dad told me, and he made me promise to tell it. Oh, okay. We were talking about something else about somebody being abused, and he's like, sexual abuse, not just for the Catholic Church anymore. And then he looked at me dead in the eyes. He's like, you should use that on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So these are the notes I'm getting. This is where my comedy comes from,
0: you know? I will give credit to CNN, where they included this paragraph in the report. Uh, in their article about this, multiple reports detailing decades of sexual abuse, systemic failures, and cover-ups across multiple countries have been released since Francis became the leader of the world's 1.2 billion Catholics in 2013. Billion, yeah. While he was me. criticized for some of his actions, such as when he defended a Chilean bishop accused of covering up a sex scandal in mm-hmm. 2018, oh, a decision that. he later described as a grave error, he has since taken a firm stance on the issues and introduced some reforms. You guys, well, guys, about that.
1: Wait, this is news that the, I, I know I've just done this bit, but I just want to be very clear that this is news that the Pope has finally said, <laughs> hey, if somebody is molesting children... They should not be a priest. It is 2022, Hammond.
0: Let's let's talk about where Pope Francis... Spotlight, the
1: movie has been out (laughs) for 10 years. Let me tell
0: you about his zero-tolerance policy here. I would love to hear about that. Okay, so first of all, we talked for a while. In 2019, Cardinal George Pell was sentenced to six years in prison for child sex abuse. Um, In 2020, that conviction was controversially overturned. Because the high court of Australia said the jury didn't really give his testimony. They didn't express enough doubt about his defense. Whatever. It was controversial. What was Pope Francis's reaction to all that? He said, well, unjust sentences are wrong. And he compared Pell's situation to how Jesus was persecuted despite being innocent. That's one thing. Okay. How about in the U.S.? There have been laws to make priests mandatory reporters. If you find out someone's an abuser, you are legally obligated to tell the cops.
1: Honestly? What has
0: the church's position been on that? This
1: has been, to to me, in my opinion, if you are a Catholic, to me, this would be, if I was still a believer, would be my breaking point. To me, this is so beyond irresponsible and dangerous. It's unacceptable, and it's fucked that we're still doing this. Yeah,
0: if someone confesses in a confessional booth, I have abused a child... The priest is not legally obligated to do or anything am with that.
1: Currently abusing a child yes. or plan to murder a person. The Catholic or... Church
0: has opposed laws saying over you gotta report this. They now Pope Francis' defense here is saying, Well, we have issued new rules requiring priests to report those abuse allegations to church authorities. But even those rules have giant loopholes because what if the bishop you tell it to doesn't want to pursue no, it or they doesn't want think like... Every,
1: they just don't want any consequences outside their own... Bo- they think they live in their own special world that's above the rest of us yeah. and so they can... Fuck as many children as they want to, and they're good because they wear the fancy robes on Sundays. And
0: in the same interview, Pope Francis said, like, they asked him, like, well, maybe the priestly requirement that they all be celibate, maybe that's part of the problem because they need an outlet and they're going after these kids. First
1: of all, rape and sexual abuse is about power, it's not about sex.
0: And you're right about that. But here's what Pope Francis said. Let these people have
1: sex, Jesus Christ.
0: Could it be that celibacy is to blame? It's not about celibacy. And again you're right it's about power and abuse and all, and 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 that sort of thing it's not just the celibacy requirement but you have to think if celibacy wasn't a rule mm. like at least they would stop hurting some of these kids cuz not everyone is doing it just cuz they have some well,
1: counterpoint everybody's doing it cuz they have some kind of uh, I don't know no matter how hor- listen no matter how horny I have ever been at no point was I true. like well, this kid is in my care.
0: I feel like the problem with what he's saying there is he's trying to write off the predators as bad apples, just the same way like Republicans write wow, off so
3: cops oh, as so like original.
0: bad apples. And it's like, well, what about the whole system so that is creating the them? So if you find a bad
1: apple, then what do you do? That's, I think that is the question well, nobody asking. Yeah. You're right. It's a few bad apples. Okay. Then when you find that bad apple, if you're a cop or you're a priest, what is your next step? Yeah, sure, fine, call it a few apples, 10%, few bad apples. Okay, then find them and mm-hmm. get them out of your program. And why
0: are they all in your program? What are you doing that creates a system where all these bad people how, with access to kids somehow get into your system? And how bad
1: is your management that all this shit can be going on? I mean, God, it's with their... Right? They must... I just don't know. I just don't know how high it goes. Like, not to sound like a crazy conspiracy person, but just... Wh- to, uh, who who does this get passed up to that something gets done?
0: Yeah, if the Pope is saying we have zero tolerance for this stuff and we've seen what he does, what the Catholic Church does, then where else but is I there to go? a
1: huge problem with the Catholic Church in this regard now because at this point... They used to be, we follow the Pope, we follow the Pope. And now we have this new, and big quotes, liberal Pope. And now they're like, well, yeah, he said this, but it doesn't quite mean this, right? They've done it a couple times. He's like, hey, we should be nicer to gay people. And like evangelicals are like, no, he was confused. He meant happy (laughs) people. It was a mistranslation from the original Latin. (laughs)
0: Uh, Let me jump to this story because I saw liberals passing this one around. Oh, boy. Here's the backstory. Uh, In South Carolina, very red state, they are trying to pass an extreme abortion ban. The House, the South Carolina House, passed a version of the bill with exceptions for rape and incest victims Mm -hmm. and the life of the mother, Mm -hmm. um, which, okay, fine. But also, no, just get rid of this bill. It's a horrible bill. So you acknowledge
1: that sometimes abortion is... Medical, medically necessary and maybe that people's mental health and financial... It's an extreme
0: abortion ban (laughs) with some sensible exceptions, but also the fact that you're writing any sort of anti-abortion bill is cruel and horrific. So now this bill, with the exceptions, gets sent to the state Senate. What happens in the state Senate? They remove the exceptions for rape and incest.
1: that's them getting away with it.
0: Yeah, and now they're trying to pass the version of the bill... That is just a straight up abortion ban, except neat. to save the life of the mother. But neat, in every cool other and neat. situation, cool
1: and neat. Okay, I'm doing so, fine.
0: So, anyway, they removed these things, and the three just women. Just say you
1: don't give a shit about women. Just put us in the red room. None robes. of this is
0: the story yet. Ugh. There are three women. Uh, Republican women in the state Senate and all three of them are like, no, keep the exceptions for rape and incest mm, in the bill, which, so again, this is such a low hanging fruit that, of course, they should do Fuck this. But one of these uh, GOP state senators, uh, her name is Katrina Sheely. She gave a speech basically calling out the Republicans for removing these exceptions. It was a long speech. I'm going to play you about a minute of so her she's speech. She is a Republican. Oh, is a Republican. This is important. You're going to want to know that when you hear what she has to say um because she's trying to call out the cruelty mm-hmm. of her Republican colleagues. So let me play this for you here in just a second. And again, 4-minute clip. I'm boiling it down to something shorter.
3: Okay. Yes, I'm pro-life. I'm also pro-life of the mother. Hmm. The life she has with her children who are already born hmm. i care about the children who are forced into adulthood that was made up by a legislature full of men so they can make take a victory lap and feel good about it you want children raising children who will most likely suffer domestic violence and live in poverty hmm. but you don't care because you've done your job and you will forget about them once they are born hmm. You will fight my legislation on foster homes and adoption. You will not support legislation to stop sex trafficking and pornography. You will not support my legislation for free meals for all children in schools. You're not gonna help me on that. If you want to believe that God is wanting you to push a bill through with no exception, that kills mothers and ruins the lives of children, lets mothers bring home babies to bury them, then I think you're miscommunicating with God. Or maybe you're just not communicating with him at all. But before I sit down, I have one thing to say to you. Think about your wives. Think about your daughters, your granddaughters, your nieces, and all those cute little girls' faces in your church. Then think about the decisions you want to make for them, don't you, even though you don't know what their situations are. So a large
0: part of what she just said Jesus there,
3: Jesus
1: right?
0: I mean, there she said a lot there. She let me quote the part that really got that everyone's was attention. An
1: economy of language that hmm. she
0: used. I think you're miscommunicating with God, or maybe you're just not communicating with Him at all. Like, damn, mic drop Girl, moment there. That
1: is. Truly, I feel like a Christian telling somebody that they're being a bullshit Christian, it has to be a big deal, right? Right. Don't you think?
0: I don't not, know. Not only did that start like making New the rounds and you have not online, evolution, <laughs> Jamie Harrison, the head of the Democratic National Committee, mm. post who's from South Carolina, ran for Senate, U.S. Senate a couple years ago, wrote, Watch this. I want to thank South Carolina Senator Shealy. I don't always agree with her on some issues, but she is a thoughtful member, and her remarks today were extremely powerful. She highlighted the extremes some Republicans are taking to control women in this country. This must end now. So she's getting praise even from liberals for what she just said there. Especially
1: from liberals, I'd have to assume. Solely from liberals, I'd have to
0: assume. Here's what I did not see in the coverage of her remarkable thing that she said there. You know what she wants? She supported it last year. She co-sponsored a bill to ban abortions as soon as a fetal heartbeat is detected, hmm. which happens very early and has no biological like anything. Significance? Nope. Um, it
1: a lot of people's <laughs> hearts beat when they're not alive.
0: That bill was signed into law last year. She's fine with that. Mm-hmm. She's she's fine not with a hero. No exceptions for that. She also. Um, Like, so she has no problem making horrific decisions Mm. on other women's behalf. Regardless of the reason they got pregnant.
1: You look at the cute faces of the girls in your church, ma'am. Yeah, and but also... you know what? Even sorry, with I shouldn't come for her.
0: Her version of it, where she's like, no, we should have exemptions for rape or incest, they only applied to up to some point, like some arbitrary set of weeks, after which
1: uh, then she you didn't can have any your... more to. Then
0: you can't have an abortion yeah, after that. Yeah, you,
1: you can finally give birth to your father's daughter, yeah. just like you've always dreamed of.
0: So... And again, if you're praise to the Democrats I saw who are praising her, she wants exceptions for rape and incest in a bill that would pr- still prohibit virtually all abortions in the state. Yeah. Because rape and incest are very minuscule portion of when why people get abortions. Like she's don't hail her as a hero. She is as much of a moral monster as the other Republican yeah, colleagues. We
1: can do credit where credit's due, but let's. Well, we won't extrapolate too far yeah. out from that, but yeah. you know what? Fucking, if she, there's the bar, we found the bar.
0: <laughs> if she really wanted to prevent these cruel bills from passing, she should start telling citizens to vote for Democrats she in the future. She should change
1: that R <laughs> to a D. <laughs> yeah, and but then she'll we can do she'll never
0: shit. do that because women's lives don't matter that much. Yeah,
1: they marry to her. They matter uh, sometimes.
0: Um, all right, got to go to a lighthearted story to cleanse mm-hmm. the palate here. Okay. Let's talk about, I mean, I say lighthearted. Nothing's lighthearted, but this is amusing to me. <laughs> um, there's a school in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Northwood Temple Academy, I private like Christian school. Every
1: other week we have a Fayetteville story yeah, from just some about right. Fayetteville across the country. If
0: your town is named Fayetteville, welcome <laughs> to our show. Out. <laughs> yeah, so here's what happened. It's a private Christian school, and last week they had some special session where like the kids met in the to have an assembly but it was like a church service spiritual emphasis week and that's what they had last week a few short chapel services as an assembly at the beginning of the school day
1: this is not a public school it's right not it's not a, a public okay, school okay so we're in and the, in the thing clear. is
0: during that week, I guess a few students announced that they wanted to get baptized, uh-huh. and so the school is going to baptize them during the assembly. Oh God, I so, saw the okay, headlines about fine. this. Okay, A couple students wanted to get baptized. Whatever. Well, according to the headlines that you probably saw, a hundred kids got baptized. Can
1: you, the violate? Like, obviously, I don't believe bapti- baptism means anything, but the vi- if you have any kind of spirituality, that is a Huge violation of somebody to do to your kid without your consent. Right, so
0: they didn't tell parents they were going to baptize their kids. That's not All good. these kids got baptized. One mother told the Fayetteville Observer, My daughter calls me from the school and says, Mama, can you bring me some dry clothes? I got baptized today. I said, what? Because, again, even if you believe in this stuff, yeah, your parents want it's to personal. be there. It's very personal. So... All these kids get baptized. Parents don't know anything about it. They wanted to be there for the big yeah. moment. None of them knew it was happening. So how did the school respond? Renee McLam, who's the head of the school, basically said They sent, them
1: and was like, oh, undone.
0: <laughs> they sent parents an email basically kind of apologizing, but not really. Did they
1: say the words, we're sorry? No. Okay, then not um, apologizing. Maybe
0: they did. I don't think they did. Here's what she said. Um... <laughs> Truly, the Lord began to move this morning, and we were so excited about what the Lord was doing. Several students had given their lives to the Lord during Spiritual Emphasis Week, and they were scheduled to be baptized this morning, but the Spirit of the Lord moved and the invitation to accept the Lord and be baptized was given, and the students just began to respond to the presence of the Lord, which is a long way of saying peer pressure works.
1: I Yeah, I was going to say, I also really uh, pretended to like good Charlotte for a long time, so my (laughs) friends would like me more, but I am not a good Charlotte fan today, and I was not then.
0: (laughs) It sounds like what happened is a few kids got baptized. Other kids are like, well, that looks like they're all getting a lot of praise. Let me join in the fun. And they all got baptized, and then when the few kids started doing it, everyone else joined in. Next thing you know, there's this uncontrolled hundred-student baptism, but and no parents were But so this no is at a Christian school. Yeah.
1: So uh, the baptism was inevitable, is that the it idea that, like, do they have a, like, is it like instead of graduation, you get baptism or not whatever? Not how it works.
0: Not surprised if that's how it works, but that's not how it works. but So you don't parents, know, you just
1: think I'm wrong. You are wrong.
0: <laughs> the parents definitely did want to be there for it. Um, yeah, of course. And my favorite complaint, I'm reading this from the article. One parent was angry and said no apology would be accepted. And another parent was upset because they felt it undid the baptism that had already taken place at their church.
1: I mean, truly, and I spent
0: way too much time looking at that sentence and trying to parse that one because like, wait a minute. So your kid got baptized at um, church. Now you got a second baptism at school and you think the second baptism undid the first baptism. That makes as much sense as your hairdryer joke. W- which was a very good and funny yes, joke. but two baptisms don't cancel
1: each other out. That's, oh, uh, I would think they stack. You have to think they right, stack, right? you're doubly right?
0: baptized. No, you are okay. not unbaptized. Now
1: get thee to a Mormon church, get baptized there. Listen, you can get baptized yeah, all over the place. You can do an American tour of baptism. <gasps> That's my next book, my oh only first book. I'm going to go around the country and get baptized everywhere I can.
0: Uh-huh, and then you will either be super spiritual mm-hmm. or stoned for being a heretic.
1: I'm really going to have to take care of my hair because that much chlorine is going to
2: on it. The
0: big takeaway here is, like, I'm, I am I kind of get that the school didn't realize this was going to happen. And once it started happening, what did you want the school to do? Did they, like, oh, no, you can't get baptized right I mean, now? I mean, I
1: guess I'm confused. Like, I get how things like that can get carried. But didn't an adult be like, hey, this is, I mean, for them, a significant thing. They
0: didn't anticipate this would happen, which is the thing I was shocked by. Like, I I think the big takeaway is they gave absolutely no thought to what might be best for the parents because they were just blinded by faith.
1: You're telling me a Christian institution did not think about its congregants? That's... Mm. Wild yeah. and certainly the first time they didn't happened.
0: anticipate the peer pressure would happen. I was a little surprised that that was the case, but yeah, mm.
1: gang, oof.
0: Uh, let me one more maybe story here. Uh, last one, I'll stop then. <laughs> Did you see this me this one at my pissed watch? me <laughs> off, and I had to do it. The Archdiocese Girl. of St. Louis sent a message to all of the Catholic schools it oversees and basically said, hey, you're going to have to start charging kids for food in our schools because even though religious private schools are allowed to participate in the national school lunch program where kids can get food for free. Because all kids deserve to eat. Because kids deserve to eat. The archdiocese basically said you need to stop and you need to charge them for food and we're not going to participate in the program. Why? Because if we keep taking the government option here, uh, we might have to follow their rules prohibiting anti-LGBTQ discrimination. But wait,
1: why can't they afford—how bad, bad are their finances? Is that something oh, they have to start They do not care for-
0: about finances. They're just like— we're not going to take free food because we like hating gay people more than we like feeding the kids who might not have the money to pay but for I'm it themselves. But I'm just
1: wondering, okay, you're a Catholic institution. You People are paying tuition. Sounds like some of the, that income not should be everyone. diverted into. Not everyone is paying
0: tuition. I don't know what the oh, finances are. It's not about the money for It doesn't for matter. Them. I'm mad. It's okay, yeah. So, again, the mission of the church, then, is to apparently make sure gay kids know homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. That's in the catechism. Yeah, you uh, got not Trans identities that. are apparently there to annihilate the concept of nature, according to the Pope. Really? Yep. Um, and by the way, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch newspaper noted that this new rule, which, by the way, literally no one is saying the government would cut off free food for a religious school
1: getting ahead of it
0: they're not going to say oh you can only get free food if you apply if you agree to our non-discrimination clauses even if you're a religious school no one is saying Um, that's that's what the government's going to do but the post-dispatch noted that the new rule that this archdiocese is instituting quote could potentially leave thousands of catholic school children without access to the free meals they have had in previous years Cool. All cool. Because well, why they doesn't the Pope 80s? sell
1: one of his gold thrones and pay for some fucking school lunches? Mm-hmm. Then
0: I'm so, the. Oh, I mean, they're telling Jesus you their priorities Christ. right there—that they care less about helping all kids you're and gonna, more about causing pain to certain other kids.
1: It truly, it, it, like, they talk about we're trying to protect our kids. Or we're trying to. You're not. You're trying to make sure that quote unquote different kids do you not get the same privileges because they were born wrong or whatever. Golly, fuck these guys. And on
0: that happy note, yeah. I I think I'm done. I think I'm done.
1: Okay. I have um some notes that I took.
0: Oh, it's what are we be doing in the bonus episode? Bonus
1: epi- I told Hammett when he truly wa- truly Hammett walked in a half hour after I did. I had ju- have, have you ever taken a shower when you can actually see the dirt leave your body? <laughs>
0: That I don't it, ride horses. Yeah. You
1: know, well, <laughs> I mean, people go outside for non-horse. It doesn't matter. No, they don't. You're confused. Okay. Um What are we
0: talking about in the bonus? In the
1: bonus episode, um, how Gamergate quote unquote started it all. Oh, podcast no. I listened to is oh, kind of no. an interesting concept. I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Show two shows. One called Shining Vale, uh, starring Parvesh China, friend of the friend of the podcast. Hey Parvash. I really love your show. You were Extremely funny on it. It's a Courtney Cox thing about they move in a haunted house. It's hysterical. Okay, it's weird in a fun way. Uh, and then the resort, which is also incredible, and has Chidi from the Good Place. Okay, uh, I want to talk to you about my discovery of how terrible horse YouTube is. Okay, um, and how I uh, and how I did not fall off a horse today. That was that, you've heard this story already. I want the uh, the listeners to hear how I did not fall off a horse today. Excellent.
0: And where can we find you?
1: You can always find me on Twitter at Jess Blumke, J-E-S-S-B-L-U-E-M-K-E. Hemant can be found at...
0: Hemant Meta on Twitter. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast to support this show. Mm-hmm. And... Always,
1: Yeah, email us. Uh, oh, you know what? I'll do uh, a thing. You can always email us at FriendlyAntheistPodcast at, at gmail.com. Gmail. And, and while I'm, Jess
0: is looking for you. a review, uh, just a reminder that if you are a Patreon donor, bonus episodes are yours, ad-free episodes are yours. Uh, we've been really lucky to have uh, people.
1: Uh, okay, the only <laughs> new one. I forgot what I was saying
0: with that. It doesn't matter. It's late.
1: Okay, first of all, I love this person because their username is... Bofa-D's. <laughs> hey, it's like Bofa-D's nuts. Yes, it's a I very figured. funny joke. Excellent. Five stars. Justin Hammond are great. Yay, friendly atheist. Listen, this is all we're asking for. Economy of language. There you go. Thank you, bofa Congratulations <laughs> on having a stunning screen name. All right, we'll see you in the bonus. Bye.